0: Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it.
1: I wanted to start tonight. I'm on just number two. Feels like 400. What's the title? Do y'all remember? Oh, I have slides. They're not even up there anymore. Scouts gone. There it is. Anointed to demonstrate the supernatural. Um... This is my heart. You know, I I chose a long time ago. I haven't been to what you all would call regular church in a long time. Um, I used to go to regular church, but I chose through the unction. Do you like that word too? Manifest. Let's use a bunch of King James words. Unction, function. I, got, I know all the King James words. Wow. I chose under the leading of the Holy Spirit to develop a leadership training center as opposed to church. And you, besides you're the church, and we're, we're not trying to build um, something that um, we just get saved every week. I want to do, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't go to work to just get a job and never go back and do the job. The reason for getting a job is to go and do the job. The reason for getting saved is to do the works of the kingdom, right? right? Yeah. And so this is, just so you'll know, the kingdom age. This is the, the, I call it another King James word, dispensation. It's a period of time. That's what dispensation is. Disp- 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 <laughs> it's a period of time that God's doing a specific thing. And you happen to be in a house that knows what God's doing at a specific time. And, you know, I don't sit around and listen to every single person that's out there talking about what God's doing on the earth. I just like to really talk to him about it. That's a good, that's a good plan. I don't know about y'all. I mean, y'all may need a lot of confirmations, and it's okay if you do. But I just like to talk to him. And then randomly, he sends me these confirmations, and it's really fun. Cece has a couple— if we can figure out what we're doing tonight and she might share with you, we were in there talking about how much information we had and where is this all going to go tonight. Um, there is, you know, a sort of phrase that goes, that's going on now on the earth. It's kind of like what narrative do you believe? That's kind of a new terminology, right? And I think that God has a narrative that. If we're living in the kingdom age, in an age where the Bible talks about, it calls it the day of the saints. In other words, it's the time in God's timeline where he is infusing humans. So It's in Joel 2. Can I read it to you? Because I can see some of y'all are already skeptical. Don't you hate it that we, we, we could have talked about something else? I'm just playing with you. Come on, laugh a little. Weak. Golf laugh. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Okay, so I have to tell you. So Cece and I were talking today, and this is, I, don't you love my stories? Come on. Okay. And so she was um, telling me how that she was taking it to the devil, basically. she's kicking his butt. <clears throat> yeah. And um, I got this new microphone, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. It's going to be okay. You know how I am about little things. I'm going to have to go to red. Anyway, so she was telling me how that she was taking it to me. And she goes, you know, I'm feeling full of. Now, remember, she wasn't raised in America, okay? She said, I'm feeling full of vim and vinegar. (laughs) There's only old people know what I'm talking about right now. And I said, well, she said, is that the word? I said, well. It's close, but it's really vim and vigor. How many have heard that term? So, anyway, I don't, she could not stop laughing. So, for those of you who know her, that's, that was pretty funny. Joel 2, are you there? Now, Joel 2 is an awesome chapter, but this is what we're doing right now. Say right now. right now. This is what's going on. So, I know. You didn't know if you were supposed to repeat that or not. It's okay. You can't go wrong with saying anything. The eternal one says this. This is the voice. I will compensate you for the years that the locusts have eaten. What does that mean? Do y'all remember when the locusts came to your house? Probably not. Let's say it. Let's say it in today's terminology. It's time that God is going to vindicate you. Yes. Yeah. The vengeance word. We got a whole bunch of copies over here if you need it. Finally. I've had them, I just forgot to bring them. But listen, the locusts are the lies, the harm, the the ways that no one taught you God's ways. That locust was just chomping away at everything you had, chomping, chomping, chomping. What's it chomping at? What does locust eat? It eats vegetation. What's vegetation? It produces what? Fruit. Who's fruit for? Not you. It's for others, right? So he's compensating. And what what does God do when the enemy is found out? He makes the enemy pay seven times. The Bible says it gives you a number. Seven. Seven times back what was stolen from you. What's been stolen from you? Now, you may think that it was your poor decisions, that made it be stolen. Let me assure you, it was not. It was the enemy. And so every place you've ever encountered loss, I don't care if it was a bad decision by a business. I don't care if it was a bad relationship decision. It does not matter. God didn't qualify and say, only the stuff that... No, see, all the bad stuff, all the harm, all the sickness, all the bad choices you made. Let's just place it, let's just place blame where it is, okay? Come on, everyone. Let's just stick blame over here on Lou. That's where it is. I know it came through the mouth of some person or it came through bad advice or something, but at the end of the day, that's what God's re- re- recompense is. So if you can believe me tonight, instead of going, well, but I was really stupid when I did, yeah, you may have been, right? Forrest said stupid is as stupid does, but at the end of the day, God is compensating you for that. That's the season we're in right now. Now, who's he promising to the sons and daughters? Right? So let's keep reading. He goes on to say the creeping locusts, the stripping locusts, the cutting locusts. So if you really wanted to study that out, there's five kinds of places he's I don't. I don't. I've preached on this before, but there's five places in your life that he's restoring or compensating you. I, I promise it's enough. I know maybe you don't can't think of what those five are. If you really thought about, it, you could. So he's compensating you, okay? So for everything that happened, and this is what he said in verse 26: "In that day, say that's this day. that's this day." No, say it with confidence. That's, that's this day. day. You will eat plenty of food and always have enough. Now, listen, I went through a season where I didn't have any food. Zero food. I remember I was going to church then, still going to church. I've gone to church my whole life, except for that one year. But anyway, (laughs) that I had an encounter with God, that I didn't go to church at all. (laughs) But that's where this came. This was birthed out of a year-long encounter with God. But that one year I would go to church and this lady one time came up to us and she said, I had zero food, Pam and I and we lived in Colorado, zero food. She came up to us and she said, I got you this banana split maker. So, I know right? You want to I mean I wanted to drop kick that stupid thing across the room cuz I don't need no sprinkles. I need some chicken. The, has that ever happened to you, where you just you just really feel like you're in need of? Something? Come on, come on! Feel like you're really in need of something, and somebody shows up with a gift. You know? Do you see what I'm saying? It's almost like it feels like it just rubs it right in there, right? Well, I went home, and I I bought. I went to the store. I had thirty cents. I went to the store. Three people eating. I went to the store. I bought some bananas. And I rolled those bananas in them sprinkles and I froze those babies. I know, you know what I'm talking about. And I made us frozen sprinkled bananas. Cause why? Because that I am going to make something. Come on. It's a resourcefulness within us that God says. And so see, I learned a lesson then. Maybe you've learned this lesson too, but that, I know what it's like to not have plenty. That's not this day. That is not this day. I am here to tell you, I don't know what you believe, but that is not this day. And this is what he says. You'll have plenty of food. You always have enough. Why? So we'll praise him. See, this is the differential in Joel 2. Who's doing the supplying? Who is it? Sorry. It's driving me crazy. Who's doing the supplying? He is. And see, in the day that I got the sprinkles, I still thanked him. It wasn't what I even wanted. I wanted chicken. Now I can get all the chicken I want. Now I have to watch how much chicken I get. (laughs) so you will praise my name the eternal one your god who is merciful to you never again what does that sound like this is did you believe me when i said it's this is this day never again will my people is capitalized my is capitalized my people be shamed It says among nations. What are nations, people? Let's say it in today's vernacular. Never again will a bunch of people from your past make you feel guilty and shame-filled. You got any of those? Anybody ever done anything wrong? Don't you wish they all, every single person would show up here today and tell everybody in the room everything you ever did? That's Lou again. That's Lou again. Never again. Never again. I'm telling you, you could leave here tonight guilt-free, shame-free. You know, guilt is a hard taskmaster. That's how you know it's from Lou, because you can never do enough. Never be enough, never make the right. You're scared all the time. That's guilt. He says to re- return to him, but I'm going down to 28. It says, and in this day, I will pour out my spirit to all humanity. Now think about what an amazing God that is. It doesn't even matter. It didn't say to just my people right there. It told what my people were going to get in the previous verses. This is all humanity gets the capital, my spirit. Why? That's just the time we're in. He just chose this time, and that's what he's going to do. Why do we why do we need an outpouring of his spirit? Now see, I love the Holy Spirit. We have been best friends a long long, long, long time. And to be honest with you, I don't want to do anything that's Teresa's idea. That's a, that's if anybody knows me very good, I will do nothing. Before I will do my idea. I will make people uncomfortable waiting to make sure that it's his idea. I will make people think I missed it. I dropped the ball. I was tardy waiting to make sure that it's him. And that spirit is being given without measure to people who have not known him as long as I've known him. You know, when you've known him this long, I have to practice not being the prodigal son's brother. (laughs) Remember him? Do you? See, it's crazy to think I've cultivated something with him long, long, long time. Lots of choices. And to see him just drop it out on somebody who just walked in the door. That's, that's. That's that's my dad. Because he's only looking at one thing. He's not looking at time logged. You maybe just walked into this and you have no idea what you've gotten yourself into. It doesn't matter. He says, now is the time. I'm pouring my spirit on you. I'm pouring out my spirit on you and on you and on you. And guess what happens? He says, And your children will boldly and prophetically speak the word of God. If you have natural or spiritual children, just begin to say that one verse over them. My kids. Lynn, I hear her in there talking about her girls and her girls are pretty much mad at her right now. Saying they are going to boldly and prophetically speak the word of God. Not some random words, but the word of God. If you say it and you have faith for it, that tiny little bitty mustard-sized seed of faith. It doesn't matter if you didn't know this before today. It doesn't matter if you told your kids to speak a bunch of other... It doesn't matter because the Word of God is meant to come out of their mouth. And when His Spirit is poured out, that's what's going to be the result. Now, we got to hurry because I'm not preaching on this right now. It says, old people will dream dreams. Who's old in here? Me and TT. Anybody else old? Anybody else? Some of y'all need to raise your hand right now. Listen, it's good to be an elder in the kingdom. It's good to be. I'm probably gray-headed. We don't know, but I I think I could be. It's possible. I feel blonde, but it's possible. (laughs) That comes with it, wisdom. No matter what, Tessa will never have wisdom that surpasses me as long as I serve God and she serves God. Why? Because I have years on her. She may get different wisdom, new wisdom even, but the wisdom I gain from my years of serving God, I'm trying to hand off to her. That means she'll have mine and hers. See, that's what's so strange is that when we come into the knowledge of his presence, that we're afraid to share it. When we look small, when we carry his presence, it just looks weird. It says, oh, people will dream dreams. Now, clearly, Cece's old because she dreams lots of dreams. So see, she falls in that category right there. Let me help you. Anybody over 45? Anybody over 45? Okay, that's y'all. Okay, see, that helped you, didn't it? And the young warriors, you see, it doesn't say old warriors because old people don't war anymore. We're tired. The young warriors will see visions. Now, let me tell you, if you're young and you want to see visions, tell him. Tell him. And guess what? What did I say on Sunday? We are stewards of an estate. Part of the estate of the supernatural is supernatural stuff. <laughs> Visions and dreams and words that have not yet come to pass. If you'll steward them. You know, I was telling Cece today that, you know, this stuff like the honeycomb upholstery that used to happen to me like once a year. It's probably about twenty a day right now, and so I've got things. I told her I said we didn't need to write anything down because it was so rare we remembered it. We'd be like, "Oh, how do you come a me. That happens once in a lifetime." No, it's it's a lot right now. It's a lot per day right now. Why? Because we begin to make the things of God so big. We begin to look at oh look at the moon. I don't I cannot tell you how many times we're driving in the car with CC and we're having a really serious conversation. She goes, Look at the moon. We're just we all stop. <laughs> and we look at the moon. We don't know why, but we're just looking why? Because it's that moment where where Moses stepped and he saw the bush. Now see, it wasn't a deal for Moses to see the bush because those tumbleweeds burned in the desert all the time. It was his ability to stop and say, but it's not consumed. That must mean something else is going on. See, it's going to be something that you see every day. I know you're not out with a bunch of burning bushes in the desert, but what do you see every day? A customer, an employee, a fellow co-worker, your car, your dog. My dog's doing supernatural stuff all the time. I mean, like right now we're on the hunt. Remember, I told you on Sunday, right now we're on the hunt. There's something beside my bed. We haven't found it yet, but we're mm, mm, all day long. There's something we we got down there. and We searched for it today. We didn't find it yet. Remember, that's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) If you just understand how funny he is. He's inviting us into the funness of the outpouring of the Spirit. I like this verse 29. No one will be left out. Can't miss it. I know some of y'all are sitting right here going, Well, I don't know. It's probably gonna pour on Aaron more than anyone because he's the chosen one. <laughs> he's Jesus. remember Cheryl said he was Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's what we do. We compare. We're idiots. We compare. God says, "No one will be left out. You can't, mi- you can't miss this outpouring of His Spirit." He says, "In those days, say this. This say. It's, th- th- this, day. it's this day. Say it just like that. <laughs> it's this day. I will offer." I will offer my spirit to everyone, both male and female. That's this day. That's why I'm sorry. It just doesn't matter that I'm a woman standing up here. Get over your theological self. In this day, there is no male or female. In the spirit of God's eyes, when his spirit comes out, it doesn't matter. It matters how you deliver what he says. Do you deliver it in the spirit intended? Or you deliver it in your own personal motivations because the spirit is poured out on everyone. That's why you can see crazy people doing stuff for God. You know, back in the day, I mean, like the religious people were like, Well, did you are you a member? <laughs> Jack had to give me the oh on that one. Yeah, you had to have some qualifications. No, his spirit is being poured out. Anybody can dream. Anybody can have a vision. Anybody can wield the spirit. Now, my job as an equipper, I'm an equipper. I'm a coach. I'm an insider. I'm an encourager. I'm a, come on team, we can do it. That's who I am. And I'm like, There's just one goal, to be presence people, to be a people who honor the Holy Spirit, to let God be God, to let him have his way, to let him flow however he wants to flow, let him do it however way he wants to do it, to just basically not get in the way, but actually be a conduit. You know, we're so funny because human beings think that God is a democracy. God is a king. I mean, I don't know, this may sound harsh to you, but he does not need your permission for anything. Yet he chose to make you a little lower than himself and to make you in his image to what? Be a co-laborer on earth to bring his will here. That's the only thing you're here to do. Learn what his will is and bring it here. The context of the spirit requires your heart to be accountable. It is the anointing 101. You can't walk in the anointing of the Spirit and be on your own because you'll trip yourself up. It's so powerful. I, to this day, cannot understand why we don't get that. Some of you in this room I've I've had mentoring programs, I've had counseling programs I've had everything I can think of just to get you to be accountable. but still you're independent. You know I love CC she's the most accountable person I know. the the first thing every day she says to me I had a dream. I wanted her to tell a dream she had to in a minute the other day. I didn't get to talk about anything I wanted to talk about tonight. I just wanted to say it up front. But I don't know if you know this, but she dreamed about COVID. And at that same time, she dreamed about this green, remember that, this green light? Well, here we are again, February. She dreamed that dream in February of 2020, before any of the COVID stuff came out. It took us a while to get it. We just didn't get it at first. What does that mean? And she's dreamed another dream. And I want her to come and tell you about this dream because I feel like that part of the reason why the Holy Spirit speaks so well to her, it's not so clear to her. I think she tells Judy and I probably mostly, and Lenny, most of her dreams and things, But without that accountability, without that structure within her life, she wouldn't, she would discount them. See, part of the gifting of the Holy Spirit and his spirit being poured out, part of the reason to have a dream that Joel 2 talks about, part of the reason for it is to cause you to fuse yourself together with someone that actually has the interpretation. You know, I remember when she first used to send me her dreams, they were like nothing I'd ever read before. Have you ever read a Frank Peretti book? Anybody in here? This Present Darkness or Ted Decker? Anybody read Ted? Okay, it was just so well. Anyway, you know I'm talking about Sidwell. So anyway, it was like a book. It was her dreams were like that kind of book. It was, it was filled with adventure and mystery and crazy characters and things that didn't make any sense and I realized that's her dream language and and someone had to partner with her to figure out her dream language, and you're gonna need the same thing if you're a dreamer. Does anybody in here know that they're a dreamer? You dream crazy dreams. See, there's not that many of you. I propose you you're never gonna figure it out on your own. It's a setup by the Holy Spirit. Think about how you feel about your dream life. Think about how, I mean, Tess is the same way. She's a dreamer. She partners with people to help her with her dreams, too. There's something about the partnership of it that illuminates new things. And that gift, I'm going to be talking, you know, some about how God anoints our gifts. Everybody in here has gifts. I'm not a big dreamer. I'm one of those dream, those people that dreams every now and then. And it's like the Oculus prime dream. I'm like, wake up and I'm like, what just happened? I feel like the end of the world just happened. I just got this really cool dream. I want to tell the whole world. And Cece has like 10 a night. I'm like, that's a lot. But she began to steward them because she's a steward. She's a problem solver. We get all kinds of direction from her dreams. And so I want her to come, come, Cece. So I'll quit talking. I want her to come and share this dream about Trump. Okay.
0: Well, yes, I think it was it was really cool the just the timing of this and realizing how it coincided with three years ago, and that dream about the green light. And maybe I'll share on that again sometime. But it's been an, it was probably the most powerful dream I'd ever had, and it had this prophetic picture that has played out and we've seen the correlation more and more over the past three years stuff i had no idea was coming and so i had another dream um on the 6th so was that two days ago two two nights ago something like that and um that it it felt on the level the same level as that dream Okay. The same level. And in short, you know, that, that one was a dream about there was this green light drilling into the planet earth, or there was a light drilling into the planet earth and there was about to be this, this time of giving up, but this, um, um, encouragement was spoken and the light began to create an opening on the planet. And I could see that this green light started to seep out through the opening and then in an instant there was a breakthrough and the barrier that had been been the light had been drilling into just broke and behind it was a brand new planet earth and it was bigger than the last planet earth and there was there was a lot to it but it has just been it it's been it was an incredibly powerful powerful dream and um so um, I want to read the dream to you first, the way I wrote it out, and then I'll talk on it a little bit and tell you what the Holy Spirit told me. The Holy Spirit gave me a very specific interpretation of it on this one, but I'm sure we'll continue to discover more. So I dreamt that I saw Trump speaking, making a presentation, comparing what different people or companies had advertised. He was speaking in a governmental room that was round and extremely tall. I saw it from the inside and saw that it went up and up and up. And as I looked up, I began to go up into this cylindrical room. And it was somehow filled with water and had no ceiling. And I was able to swim in the water. Breathing was not an issue. So I swam around and around and eventually got closer to the surface of the water at the top. I saw through the water that there were people sitting around the edges at the top with their feet dangling in the water as i reached the surface and looked out it looked like i was at a sandy beach rather than the top of a building it was an extremely beautiful place like somewhere you dream of vacationing and envy those people that live there you know those kind of places you're like oh if i lived here I can't imagine it. So I felt a blissful level of peace and relaxation there. And I wondered if the locals visited this place as often as I imagined I would if I lived there. I imagined that I would come there all the time and walk in the sand and feel the water and just be submerged in the atmosphere of this place. I got back into the water and I began to swim under the water again. And I realized that when I swam in a certain way, that was sort of like dancing around in circles, but making a circular path around the shape of the building, that this blissful feeling became absolutely perfect. And so I am a feeler, as Tisa has talked about before. So I often feel the things on God's heart or the things other people are feeling. And so he speaks to me through my feelings. And I got the privilege of experiencing the feelings that went along with this dream. Not all of my dreams. I don't experience the feelings, but it was absolute, perfect, perfect, 100% pure peace. Peace. 100% One hundred percent pure relaxation. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't got out of bed because I woke up thinking I have arrived the perfect place. I will never move from this spot again because I felt so good. It was like a euphoric type of sensation, and so it was. It was incredible. But this, I was asking the Holy Spirit about it, and He's told me that. Trump was presenting evidence in this dream in a court of heaven, and that the round room was a judicial court in heaven, that God has ordained Trump to lead a movement that will reveal this evidence as part of a predetermined judgment to be held in heaven's courtroom. In other words, the case is already open and underway, and Trump has been ordained to provide the evidence that will be tried in this heavenly court. So I want to speak on that part. He gave me the second part of another interpretation in a second. But that, of course, you know, this is we believe here that, you know, God can ordain certain people to fulfill certain tasks. And there's even people in the Bible that were, you know, not didn't even worship God, that God ordained to do different things and had powerful, powerful impacts on for the kingdom of God through someone who didn't even worship God. So this isn't about the person of Trump. You know, I have, I don't even know that much about him. I'm not a political person. I don't have a strong opinions about all that, but I'm very, very attentive to what God's doing. And I know for, I'm 100% confident that Trump has been ordained for a purpose at this season and time. And I believe that this does come into alignment with what is happening in the world. And I don't know how it's all happening, but there is a reveal taking place. And this is backed up by what a lot of the Prophets and people are saying in the world right now where the this the enemy's tactics in the world are being revealed. And so the they're being revealed because of this kingdom age that we just read about in Joel 2. Right. Because if you and I heard this explained in a new way that I thought was very helpful that we have to remember that the enemy that Satan is a deceiver. Okay, he's a liar and a deceiver. And so he doesn't operate out in the open. He operates through deception. So you don't really know that it's the enemy. You know, he operates through lies. He's in the shadows and all that. So it's not out in the open. He operates in the hidden places. So if the enemy is revealed, if you see things that you would call an atrocity, you know, if you see, and you identify what the enemy is doing, that means the enemy just lost ground. That means the enemy just is no longer hidden. Yeah. So, so it doesn't mean that the enemy is getting bigger. It doesn't mean that these big things that we're seeing around the world right now are, you know, the worst they've ever been. It's been going on. They've just, it's just been in the shadows and it's been called something else. And so just that concept of what of knowing the enemy's character and then thinking oh it's all being displayed it's being displayed on the grammys it's being displayed in big and bold ways all over the world that's because God is doing an operation on earth right now to reveal the enemy is to reveal him to expose him because when sons and daughters of God arise and awaken they will say oh that's not right i'm not going to partner with that anymore because it's blatantly in front of us right and so and i i was realizing that i can apply that to myself too i've seen so many similarities in what's going on in the world with my personal um, my personal life too over the last few years and so if i recognize that fear is an operation i can say oh i see you enemy but now you've been exposed and so You just lost ground. The fact that I see you means that you just lost ground, and you're actually defeated right now. The fact that I see you, you know, you've lost ground, and you are defeated. And so, um, anyways, I thought that was a a, a really powerful way of looking at this revealing type of thing, and and I wanted to touch on that since Trump was revealing this evidence. And so, um, I do believe that this is it has been said before that God has already predetermined that the kingdom age begins now, which she read about in Joel two, and that, um, this, there is a court case taking place already. And so, as I said, in this interpretation that Trump is just, um, ordained to present the evidence. He's not the savior. You know, he's not the one that's going to just make everything right. He's just revealing it, you know? And so, um, it's incredibly powerful to me to see the correlation with what's going on in the world right now. And so we know this is a now word a now dream timely for right now. So what was interesting in the next part about me swimming in my experience and while I was swimming around in the dream that um, the Holy spirit told me that the heaven's courtroom is a place of bliss and beauty and that the residents of heaven consider it as we would a tropical vacation destination Being immersed in the atmosphere of the laws of heaven brings bliss to our whole being. And moving in our choices and decisions in life in alignment with the structure of heaven's courtroom brings perfect peace, perfect relaxation, perfect bliss, perfect wholeness to our beings. So think about that. How many of you daydream of... spending your day off at the Capitol building. (laughs) Not once have I thought about that. Not once. But the laws of heaven brings such peace and joy to us as the children of God that it's like the most beautiful tropical vacation destination we could dream of, where you are just like, I wish I could stay here forever. Like five days is not enough. And just to feel the sand and to touch the water and see the sunrise, it brings you total joy. That's what the laws of heaven do for us. It's that good. It's not something that's condemning or restricting or you know limiting in any way. Make that correlation. Think about it. Just imagine it in your mind, that place you wish you could go. We went to Cancun like a year ago or so. I didn't want to leave. I mean, it's beautiful, right? Just hanging around the courtroom of heaven where God's laws are exalted and justice is served is a beautiful place just like that. And so we have to correlate that with this alignment that we've talked about. And that, you know, that vengeance word was talking about coming to make things right. That's the simple version. He's coming to make things right according to heaven's laws. And that is going to bring that level of bliss to us. It gives us that opportunity to have that level of peace and wholeness. And so when Tisa talks about things just like in Phil's story about our character being uh, you know refined and opportunities for us to align with him it's this is what you get what you get to enter into it's to have your whole being come into alignment with heaven's courtroom with God's laws with God's ways means operating in pure bliss And so this per, for me personally this dream was incredibly motivating and powerful, and I've had several instances just in the last 24 hours or so where I had an opportunity to press in a little bit more to partner with that, you know, instead of going down one track with my thoughts. I'm like, no, I just want to be in alignment with you. I just want to be in in alignment with you because that is where I want to go. I want to be submerged in the atmosphere of heaven's laws, submerged in the atmosphere of heaven's courtroom, and so, um, as, I, as I said, I like to take these and see what's happening in the world on the bigger picture and in God's uh, narrative for um, this age and this time, and I also like to apply it to my personal life because everything happens on, in that way. It's happening in a microscopic level. It's happening on a macroscopic level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this um, issue of the narrative of what God's doing in the world is really important right now because... If you know what God's heart is, if you know what the narrative is, if you know what the age is and what God is doing, then you will. when you see things happen in your life or in the world, you will view it through that narrative. That's so, so, so important. We Every little incident, you can't just examine it and analyze it as a standalone. You have to look at it in the big picture of what God's doing right now in your personal life on earth. Okay. And like I said, microscopically, macroscopically. And so understanding God's heart, God's will, God's plan for this time should be your filter when you analyze what's going on in your life. In the past, you may have said, without that narrative, you may have said, well, I'm pretty sure God wants me to be happy. So God would have no problem with me, you know, buying these donuts or. Whatever, you know, whatever it is. But if you understand the narrative, you might think, oh, I kind of see a new angle on that now. And you might need to make a different decision. So it's incredibly important. It also relieves you of the need to understand everything. There are things happening in the world, literally in the world, in the natural, that you, it's hard to understand what's happening. It's hard to know what is happening with that right there. You know, it's like, I don't even know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. I can't even tell sometimes. I don't have to know because I know God's overarching plan. And so it relieves us of the need to understand. It it frees us from fear of not knowing, of not understanding, because the Bible is the truth. The Bible said what's happening and the prophets are saying it and it's being spoken about what time it is. And so everything should line up with these words, the kingdom age and what God's doing. So I'm going to pray over us real quick, and then we'll invite Cheryl to come up. So, Papa, I just thank you for this beautiful vision, this beautiful dream of what heaven's courtroom is, and I thank you for giving us this um, that picture for us all to sort of meditate on and just take personally, make it personal, and thinking about what would it be like to be so drawn to, to be so have so much affection for. To feel so mesmerized by, to be have such euphoria for the laws of heaven, for the courtroom of heaven. I just thank you for the alignment that you're bringing, even our own hearts into. That you're bringing in a new understanding. That you're breaking off restrictions tonight, and that you're bringing in a new alignment so that we could just relax into that. Even just relax into the to the idea that wow. Your laws, God, are a beautiful place, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place where I can experience ecstasy, where I can experience God. bliss, where I can experience being at perfect peace, perfect joy. So I thank you. I thank you, Papa. And I say, Holy Spirit, just please continue to work and do that, where you're you are breaking a veil, you're tearing down a veil where we couldn't see before, where we didn't even know what side of the law to, so to speak, on, to be on. When we analyze things in our own mind and our human reasoning, sometimes it's hard to know what's right and what's wrong. But you're saying this is the key. This is the cheat sheet, so to speak, is that you come into alignment with God's laws, with God the, the laws in the heavenly courtroom. That's an incredible, incredible invitation for us. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are giving us an anchor tonight, that you are giving us an anchoring experience that we can hold as a plumb line as we go forward, that takes the guesswork out of so many decisions in life. And we could just ask more freely, where is that place of bliss for me? When we're in a tough spot, when we have we realize we've maybe you know, stepped on somebody's foot, we've done something wrong, but we could just ask you, Holy Spirit, where is that place that's that place of bliss, that place of perfect peace. Well, how do I get into alignment with that in this moment so that my my soul and my spirit and my body actually feels like it's on vacation? How do I turn this mess I made into a, something where I'm on vacation in the Caribbean, like snorkeling in the clear blue water, the temperature's just perfect, on your belly bed and the wind's blowing and people are bringing you food and drinks... And all of that, just, you know, and you don't even have to pay for it. That kind of thing. How do I take this mess and turn it into that? Because that's what he's saying is available to us. So, Papa, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the way you work and for the promise of this age. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at OneLifeOK.com.